Welcome to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. I am Vic Batista along with Nathan Jones. And yes, we are transmitting live from our station and also via social media. So for those of you that are tuned in, we would love for you to be part of the conversation. Those of you watching us via Facebook Live, we thank you for tuning in and also participating in today's program as we are going to be, again, in the prophetic book of 2 Peter chapter 3, talking about the day of the Lord. And of course, joining me is Nathan Jones, and he's going to open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for this opportunity to study your word, and we ask, Lord, that you'll just open up the insights that we may know you better and grow in our relationship with you and all those listening and tuned in, Lord, that we all may know our Savior better. In your precious name, amen. Amen. Thank you again, Nathan Jones. Again, you're tuning into the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition of Big Batista and Nathan Jones as we're looking at the prophetic book of 2 Peter chapter 3. Well, today's program is sponsored by Calvary Brower, Calvary Aventura, and the Truth Will Set You Free Ministry. And you can find more information here on www.tway.tv. And of course, hey, if you find yourselves in this area, we'd love for you to drop by and say hello to us. We're located at 1000 Foster Road. Hollandale, Florida, 33009. And of course, Sundays, 9 a.m. in Spanish, 11 a.m. in English, and Wednesdays, 7.30, as we're starting the Minor Prophets. So drop in and say hello to us. Of course, before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host, Nathan Jones. Nathan, how are you today? Doing well, sir. Doing well. Thank you for asking and having me on. It's a blessed day. Oh, it's always a pleasure to have you on, Nathan Jones, and uh, we always have such an incredible time here sharing all wonderful things that God is doing and resources, and Nathan, we're soon heading into Christmas, and I wanted to ask you, did you have my present ready? <laughs> you mean a keg of coffee? A keg of coffee? How do you know? I, you, you know I love coffee, right? Yes, yes, you are a big coffee fan, so I'll have to remember it. Big old coffee, that should last you, what, a day? <laughs> approximately, Nathan, approximately. <laughs> but isn't it, isn't Iron Day season's joyful, Nathan, and we just, we just had um, Thanksgiving, so we're going to have Christmas, and I asked you which was your favorite time, and I think you told me it was Thanksgiving, right? Thanksgiving is such a peaceful time. I just find it as a season before the hubbub of the... Uh, Christmas season, but it's a time to be thankful and yeah. and reflect on all the Lord has blessed us with and how the Lord Himself is blessing. So yeah, and I really like Thanksgiving. You? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. I'm I'm the same with you. I mean, I enjoy all of them, but I do love that that opportunity to be able to, uh, you know, just share with friends and family and. Uh, we open up our ministry here to encourage people that don't have a place to go to, to come and hang out with us, and we do like a potluck. So yeah, it's it's a, it's a lot of fun, Nate. Ignoring your technical proclivities, you are probably a big uh, Cyber Monday person too, right? Well, you know, it's interesting, Nathan, this year, no, I, I did not participate in that because um, pretty much, I have to say, thank the Lord, we were blessed, we have pretty much all that we need. That's a lot of wants, right, Nathan, but the Lord has blessed what we need, so <laughs> I did not do too much excellent Cyber Monday. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's an excellent attitude. It's a shame that Thanksgiving is by a time of such unbridled wanting. And uh, if we can be comforted and, and content with what the Lord's given us, then we can be happy, right? Uh, absolutely, Nathan. And I think that is the key. I mean, gosh, there's just so many things that we always want. But at the end of the day, 
Uh, the Lord has promised us all our needs. So I'm learning to learn to be a little more content, you know? Well, praise the Lord, man. Yeah. But Nathan, also, we know we have some people tuned in live, via Tweetcast and Facebook and the like. Maybe they're not very familiar with uh, the ministry that you're involved in. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? And maybe just share some information. Maybe someone out there would love to get a hold of uh, your resources. Okay, sure. Well, my name is Nathan Jones. I'm a web minister and associate evangelist with Langland Lion Ministries. We're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry whose mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. And we do that in quite a number of ways, primarily as our television show, Christ in Prophecy, hosted by Dr. David Reagan. And that's on uh, NRB, TBN, uh, Daystar, quite a number of networks all over the world, of course, online at his channel, and like, of course, on our website at lamblion.com or christinprophecy.org. And we have a, quite a number of uh, resources on there, uh, lots of articles you can read, social networks you can join, any newsletter, we have magazines you can download, so much information because we want to teach you God's prophetic word. So check us out, lamblion.com or christinprophecy.org. Well, thank you so much, Nathan Jones, for sharing that. We want to encourage those of you that are watching and tuning in, take advantage of these wonderful, wonderful uh, resources. And uh, Nathan, another event is the uh, Pre-Trip Conference. That's coming up in Texas, right? Yes, in the Pre-Trip Conference is usually the teachers of Bible prophecy together, and they hear some pretty deep teachings from some of the best minds in theology. And it's also a great time to socialize with other people who are just uh, love Bible prophecy, other students of Bible prophecy. That's where I met you seven years ago, yes. praise the Lord. And so I encourage anybody if they want to come, it starts uh, next Monday, which is, uh, what is that, December the 5th? Woo, that's yeah. coming up quick. December the 5th, it runs to the, yeah, it is, runs to the 7th, and it's, a, it's here in the Dallas area. Tim LaHaye and uh, Tommy I started, of course, Tim LaHaye has gone to, to meet his Savior this year, which is real sad, he won't be there, but uh, the rest of us, his students, will continue on. Mm, awesome. And yeah, Nathan, just a great, great uh, ministry out there, so we want to continue to pray for them and thank the Lord for them. So it's exciting. And Nathan, you and I, we're also talking about following those trends of these incredible uh, individuals that paved the way in, the, in what is eschatology of biblical prophecy. You and I have been also making our way through uh, an incredible, small, but powerful book, which is the prophetic book of Second uh, Peter. And you and I dove in last uh, in our last segment, uh, talking about the day of the Lord. And of course, today we're going to pick it up in Second Peter 3, beginning of verse 14. But Nate, could you recap for us just a little bit in terms of what we talked about, what the day of the Lord is and what was this entailed? Well, what you, you said about uh, we're being students. And when you think about it, every student as a teacher, and that teacher once had a teacher, and if we go back 2,000 years, we get back to Peter. So it's amazing to think that, that what we know today is, is so much due to the Holy Spirit's work in Peter. Of course, Peter learned from Jesus himself. So uh, this is uh, his messages here, this letter that he wrote. Uh, this is the second letter that Peter wrote to the churches that he founded. And uh, he wanted the people to know uh, that there are some difficulties ahead, especially with false teachers and uh, how prolific they are, trying to Satan attempt to water down the Word of God, and how eventually they will be judged in the day of the Lord, the seven-year tribulation that's coming to judge the whole world. Uh, but for Christians, we don't have to worry about that. The, the rapture of the church is coming to take us up to heaven beforehand. And uh, so Peter is, might have talked about a difficult subject uh, there with the day of the Lord, but he's about to end it 
with uh, blessing and with hope. Excellent. Thank you so much, Nate. And of course, uh, it's just uh, we talk about hope and, and we find hope in every arena, Nathan. And sometimes certain things are difficult for others to understand, like when we talk about the day of the Lord and all that entails. But you and I have been mentioning that for the Christian, there is hope. There is a great distinction between believers and, and unbelievers and also our eternal life. And here, that's what we find Peter uh, encouraging the believers in uh, 2 Peter chapter 3. But yeah, Nate, if you want to continue to take us through these verses, that would be fantastic. We want to encourage those of you that are watching us live. Hey, get a Bible, follow along with us. We see a number of you tuned in there via Facebook and Twitcasting, and also you can post your questions or your comments for Nathan Jones or myself regarding this topic. Thank you, Nate. Okay, well, let's, uh, we'll start with 14, but let's back up to 13 just so yes. that we have the context there. And says, but in keeping with this promise, we're looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth, the home of righteousness. So then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless, mm. blameless, and at peace with him. Bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation, just as our dear brother Paul also wrote you with the wisdom that God gave him. He writes the same way in all his letters, speaking in them as matters. His letters contain some things that are hard to understand, which ignorant and unstable people distort, mm. as they do other scriptures, to their own destruction. Therefore, dear friends, since you already know this, be on your guard so that you may not be carried away by the error of lawless men and fall away from your secure position. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him glory both now and forevermore. Amen. Woo! Nathan, I, I, this, this is a wonderful closing. I have to say, you know, when I was reading through this, just a number of things uh, uh, came to my mind because, you know, after talking about the, the day of the Lord, then he, of course, uh, uh, Peter encourages the, the individuals with the coming uh, of the Lord and salvation and long-suffering. And we talked a little bit about this, Nathan, that a lot of people today, when it comes to the rapture of the church, uh, they're scoffers saying, well, we've been hearing about this all the time. But in certain aspects, we need to be long-suffering. We need to recognize that God's timing is not our timing, right? <laughs> it is. And if we back to chapter 3, verse 3, Peter said, first of all, you must understand that in the last days, scoffers will come. Yes. Scoffing and following their own evil desires. They will say, where is the company he promised? Forever since our father days, everything goes on it has been since the beginning of creation. And then he goes on to explain how they, they'll go forget both the creation and the flood. So really what we're talking about is modern-day evolutionists, modern-day atheists who scoff at God, scoff at the, he is the creator, and that he came in judgment at the flood will come in judgment again at the day of the Lord. And brother, we hear that all the time. Yes. People laugh at us for, for believing what the Bible says. But man, I'm going to stick to the Bible. That's right. The Bible is the word of God. The Bible is what changes lives and transforms people. Uh, we know the Bible is the Word of God because it transforms lives. Our own transformed lives are perfect examples. And so I'll trust the Bible, not in what the scoffers say. Excellent point. And, and Nathan, and that's why I look at actually there in verse 16, and it also talks about those that, that twist things to their, to their own way. And, and it's interesting in verse 16, it, it says it also in all epistles, speaking in them these things in which some Things are hard to understand, which untaught and unstable people twist. And isn't that the truth, Nathan? When people don't understand scripture or biblical prophecy, or when they don't read it in context, so many things get twisted out of proportion, right? 
You're, you're absolutely true. You have to really take the Bible literally, interpret it literally to understand it. I, I find it interesting how Peter kind of puts a little commentary here. You get the feeling, especially when you read the Acts, that Peter and Paul, did they work together periodically, didn't quite get along together. Right. <laughs> you know? and, and Peter was a fisherman. He was a man of the earth. He wasn't terribly educated, but his right. knowledge came by teaching, or learning, excuse me, at the feet of Jesus and by the Holy Spirit. So well, he's not that he was uneducated, but he wasn't schooled. Meanwhile, Paul would be considered your, you know, the guy with two PhDs. He was your doctor. He studied under, you know, he, he, he was a Pharisee. He knew his material. So when Peter teaches and preaches, it's more to the common man. But Paul would get into these deep theological points. And Peter knew that the people had some trouble understanding it. So, so I don't think Peter's condemning Paul. He's just saying, well, Paul's giftedness is, is this great intellect. It's hard to understand. And some people, for when it's hard to understand, like you said, they, they run off with and distort it to what they meant to be. But Peter's saying, no, just, it might be hard to understand, but let the Holy Spirit work for you. Study through it, take it in context, read it, and eventually you will understand. One of those doctrines, particularly, is the doctrine of end times, eschatology. People abuse that terribly. Right. He doesn't want us to do that. He wants us to have hope, hope that there's a new heaven and a new earth coming. Woo, I love that. And Nathan, you made a very good point. You know, there's been those in the Bible that at times they haven't gotten along, even as Christians, as brothers. <laughs> but there's there's a way that God continues to use us, even when we're all different uh, backgrounds and whether educated or not. And, and you made a good point. Also reminded me there of Barnabas, right? And, and Paul. And, yeah. But nevertheless, we see all the wonderful things that they're writing to encourage us. Yeah, Paul and Barnabas, they didn't agree on bringing John Mark, so they split ways, and yeah. Paul took silence, and it, it, it happens, we're humans, we don't always get along even in ministry, but, you know, we got to keep an eye on the bigger picture, and, and as Peter here is not condemning Paul, or saying, don't listen to Paul, he's saying, hey, you know, Paul's hard to understand at times. Right. Excellent point. We, we need to do it. And you know, Nathan, and that's true. If one of the things that we noticed there, they were, they were, they would not always agree on things, but they were not twisting uh, scriptures. They were still teaching doctrines. And there's, it's almost like churches today. There, there's a lot of ministries out there that I don't necessarily agree with, but they're not teaching heresies. They just have different styles of doing things. And you know, at the end, we're brothers in the Lord. Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, there's a lot of ministries actually. A growing hostility, I think, in the mainstream churches mm -hmm. against Bible prophecy and teaching. I think they've they've been burned too many by by too many false teachers like Harold Camping, who's always state setting. Right. Also, Hal Lindsey's late great planet Earth really struck part of the big fest movement and studying Bible prophecy in the seventies. But people were like, Hey, you know, where's Jesus? He hasn't come yet, so this stuff must be nonsense. I get along with these people just fine. I don't agree with them. I don't understand their contempt for the gospel. Uh, but here, you know, Paul's, uh, Paul makes the point here about be patient. He, you know, twice here in, in this chapter, and he's saying we've got to be patient. Uh, you know, the Lord's patience is our salvation. He doesn't want anyone to perish, but all to come to repentance. And so if it might seem like the Lord's taking a long time to come, there's a reason for that. Because yes. he wants all those in church age to be saved. And brother, if he wasn't patient, he came back from the first century <laughs> like a prayer to say, then you and I would probably not even exist, much less be saved. So Good praise point. the Lord for God's patience. <laughs>
this program would not be happening right now, Nathan, right? <laughs> no, none of this would be happening if the Lord wasn't patient. And yes. I want Jesus to come back, man, even today. I want this, this kingdom, yeah. I want the end of nonsense that this earth has. But at the same time, we know there are people who need to be saved. We need to get out there and share the gospel. That's right. Who knows, maybe you will reach that one last person of the church age that then Jesus will say, time for the rapture. Thank you, Nathan Jones. Again, for those of you that just tuned in, uh, you're tuning to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're looking at Second uh, Peter chapter 3, talking about the day of the Lord. Again, those of you that are tuned in live via Facebook and the likes, feel free to post your questions or your comments. We see a number of you that are tuned in. I want to say there, hello to Marvin Marroquin from California, a good friend of mine. Thank you guys for tuning in. And of course, uh, Nathan, this is, a, a, again, just a wonderful... Uh, subject matters here tucked in these last verses because one of the things again why we need to correctly teach the Word of God to be like Bereans and I have to say you do a great job of this in the recent book that you wrote one of the things that you took a lot of great care in doing was in making sure the scriptures line up with scriptures so things are not out of context or twisted out of context and that takes a lot of hard work right Nathan? <laughs> <laughs> Well, it took two years to write 12 Faith Journeys of the Minor Prophets, and that's with the co-author, Steve Howe. Right. Uh, yeah, right. I wanted to be true to the birth. Now, uh, of course, there's the intro stories in each chapter that tell a little slice of life uh, for the Minor Prophets, and we thoroughly say that's historical fiction right there, but it's based on the biblical account of what their lives are like. But the rest of the chapters do cover the, the yeah. facts and figures of their life, as well as their messages and the application of those messages. So, yeah, thank you. We tried really hard to, to be as biblical as possible because it's a great trust. I mean, the Lord will hold us accountable if we go running off and not teaching the, the Bible teaches. Now, I find it interesting, and I have a question for you, verse 17. And this uh, verse, some people take, when it talks about, uh, some people will, will uh, uh, be in regards to not carried away by the error of lawless men and then he says, and fall from your secure position. And some people take the verse to mean that we can lose our salvation. What do you think of that? Well, Nathan, that's a good point. I, I personally, we are under that uh, belief that, no, you cannot lose uh, your salvation. I know that different denominations teach differently. We believe in human responsibility. We believe, like it says in John chapter 15, that as long as we're abiding uh, in Christ, in our relationship with him, we have nothing to uh to worry about so I don't necessarily believe Nathan that uh, you can lose your salvation and so I know some churches teach that and then all of a sudden all the church members are always doing stuff so that they don't lose the salvation <laughs> and, and then it becomes a, a works relationship and not a grace relationship <laughs> I agree I, I don't think when he says secure position here he's talking about your, your position and salvation I think what he's saying and when you look at it in context is lawless men will, will drive you away with their errors. In other words, you'll start chasing after uh, doctrinally unsound things or, or accidentally falling after doctrinally unsound teachings, and your secure position is the strength of your faith in the Lord, not that your salvation. I, I like you, man. I believe that Acts 3.19 says, Repent then and turn to the Lord that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the yes. Lord. In other words, your sins were wiped out when you accepted Jesus as your Savior. Hebrews 11.6 Without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists, awesome. and He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. So when you believe 
that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, he rewards you with salvation. For Romans 8, 1 and 2, <clears throat> Therefore there is now no condemnation That's for right. those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. So there is a lot of passages in the Bible that say we do not lose our salvation. Now, bear in mind, even in my own ministry, there's disagreement on that. Right. Dr. Reagan, the founder and director of our ministry, does believe uh, through continual abusive rejection of God and Christ and living a totally blasphemous life, right. you know, are we, we say, begin with that you lose your salvation there. That's a debate that the church is never going to come to an answer, man. <laughs> 2,000 years of debating eternal security, we're not going to come to an answer. But I think the Bible falls strongly on the position that when we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, that we are saved. And to be sure, abide in Christ. If yes. you're worried that you might lose your salvation, don't leave Christ. Don't face after the world, but stay in the Lord. Absolutely. And Nathan, and it is, I can understand this is a very challenging topic because, I mean, sometimes you look, uh, you look at carnal Christians and, boy, they're sure difficult to distinguish, right, than saved. But yet, God looks at the heart and we cannot judge by outer appearance. And when we get to heaven, we'll probably be a pleasant surprise to find out who's there, who's not there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it, 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 you can tell what you say. First John 3 tells us that a person saved by their spiritual fruit. In other words, Amen. salvation should bring about a transformation in our lives. And yes. We'll disdain sin. We won't want to sin. And, of course, we'll occasionally sin because we're human. Right. But as yeah. Christians, we live a life of becoming more Christ-like. And so we need to give our lives over to becoming more Christ-like. Now, for people who repeatedly live in sin and continue to follow after the world, I used to call them carnal Christians. You know, are they really Christians to begin with, or are they just cultural Christians who were never saved to begin with? Mm -hmm. You know, that's a different question. But Good the Bible point. shows us if we have spiritual fruit, if we love the Lord and want to become Christ-like, that's a, a surefire way of, of externally recognizing someone yes. who's truly saved. Woo, praise the Lord. Thank you, Nathan Joan. Again, for those of you that just tuned in, you're tuning into a Truth Was Set Free Bible Prophecy. TV Radio Edition, Big Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're looking at the prophetic book of 2 Peter chapter 3. And again, we would encourage you to uh, follow along with us in the Bible. If you, those of you watching us live via Facebook, Twitcasting, and the like, you can post your questions or your comments for Nathan Jones or myself. We'll be sure to uh, try to tackle those as well. You know, Nathan, uh, verse 18, I really love verse 18 because I see this encouragement there. Uh, and when you read this, what came to my mind was to grow uh, in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Isn't that awesome? Oh, definitely. Uh, again, that's another example of how we know someone is saved. They want to grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord. Yeah. They're listening to us teaching about the Bible. They're reading the Bible. They're in prayer. Uh, they're seeking Christ likeness. They're serving others. Yes. Uh, so, as Peter, again, reminds them of what a Christian should be doing, not out of obligation, but out of a heart issue. It's a, yeah. I mean, Excellent point. And, and Nathan, that's why what you and I are doing with this program is really helping people to grow in their knowledge of eschatology, biblical prophecy, and just the Bible. And there's just so many resources, right, Nathan, for Christians that really want to grow. I mean, today, you can't even use the excuse that, that, that you don't have materials available because even in 
the, the remote third world countries, they have internet and cell phones. So for those who really want to grow the knowledge, there, there's the opportunity, right, Nathan? There's unlimited opportunity. You're right. Boy, I think just 100, 150 years ago, you were dependent on the itinerant pastor to come through town once a month and, and give you an hour worth of sermon or two maybe, and then that's all you had. You might have a Bible if you could read. And now we, we have literacy. Like there's you know, no time in human history. We can study the Bible. We can tune into shows like this. Uh, go to visit our sites like our website at landlion.com or yours at tway.tv and, and really learn the Bible. So yeah, man, there are so many opportunities to grow in God's Word. We, we live according to the prophecy of Daniel 12.4 that in the end times, knowledge and travel will increase. And brother, we know travel definitely increased, but so is knowledge. Yeah, Nathan, that's why, you know, it's just so, what a blessed time and age we live in be, to be able to just take advantage uh, of, the, I mean, Nathan, just our, in, in our hands, we have these small devices, uh, which is a cell phone, a smartphone, and through that smartphone, it's just unreal the amount of information that we can have access to in terms of commentary and books and Bibles, and, and it's just great. Yeah, and if you're not a reader, and some people aren't readers, you're visually, then there's plenty to watch. You can watch our television show, Christ and Prophecy. You can watch the videos that we're producing here through T-Wave, and there's just so much out there to grow in the Lord, and uh, I just, we live in an amazing time. I, man, when I was a think, oh, this is so boring. It wouldn't be great to live in the time of the medieval knights or something like that. But now, <laughs> you live in a time unlike any time in human history. Yeah. Technology has just given us the opportunity to grow in the Lord like never before. Well, Nathan, you've always been a warrior, man. You have like a black belt in karate or something like that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Aikido, yes. Yeah, Aikido. So I can see why you wanted to be one of those warriors. But, but Nathan, you and I are so excited because we, we have been growing in the Lord. And, and we want to encourage people out there that our relationship in Jesus Christ is so important, being led of His Holy Spirit, because at the end of the day, the Holy Spirit... Is what teaches us all things according to the Gospel of John. And Nate, that's why you and I, we stress so much a relationship with Jesus Christ, people to come to Christ. And Nate, I know we only have about a minute left to our program, but will you be able to share with that person on the other side, maybe right now from wherever they are, how they can start their relationship with Jesus? Well, they can do it just as Hebrews 11, 6, which you read earlier. And without faith, it is impossible to please God with them who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. Romans 8, 1 through 2, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. When you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ as the Son of God and your Savior, and in repentance pray from your heart, Dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins, be my Lord and Savior. And it, it could be whatever your heart issues, but in repentance, you're, you're asking the Lord to save you from your sins, and you change your life when you're following Jesus, and He will guide your path. And that's how you get saved. You put your faith and trust in Him. Yes, awesome. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones. And again, maybe you trusted in Christ, and you're there watching us live via Facebook or Twitcast or some social media, or you're watching this program or listening to it at a later time. And you have trusted in Christ. You believe in Jesus. Why don't you reach out to us? We would love to continue to pray for you. You can write to us at 1000 Foster Road, Hollandale, Florida, 33009. Or you can call us at 321 End Time, 
321 or 305-992-9537. We'd love to give you a Bible if you write to us. We'd love to send you a Bible so that you can continue to grow in the knowledge uh, of the Lord and in the relationship with Him. So I want to encourage you to reach out to us. Nathan, I just love the way that uh, Peter closes there in verse 18. To Him be the glory both now and forever. Uh, amen. And our lives, right, Nathan? It's to amen. give God glory in everything. Amen. Give God the glory. Praise the Lord. Woo, praise the Lord. And Nathan Jones, um, again, it's always such a fun time with you as we uh, uh, dive through the Word of God together. And I want to thank you so much. For